You are listening to the Bristow Advent Christian Church Podcast. Visit us on the web at bristowacc.net. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Good to be with you here this morning in the house of the Lord. Beautiful day that the Lord has blessed us with today. Good looking group we got out there this morning as well. Thankful for, uh, for each and every one of you in your presence here today. Hey, Logan. You snuck in. I didn't see you slip in. Looking good, man. Good to see you. Oh, uh, today we're going to finish up our series on Can You Hear Me Now? So if you want to go ahead and turn to the text for today, it is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 19. Amen. That's a good deep amen. Is that you, Eddie? All right, good job back there, man. Before we go any further, something that came to mind when Joe read that, that, read, read that uh, thing from the committee, the consolidation committee, I guess is what you could call it, the consolidation committee. It said if you've got any questions, get with the consolidation committee. So it's been a while since that's been in the bulletin. So if you're on that committee, go ahead and stand up so people can get a look at Tony? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, if you're on that committee, go ahead and stand up so people will know that they, who to come to if they've got questions or concerns about that. Okay, you see these here? We've got Savannah. She's, she's back there tending to a little one back there. And uh, Darla. Yeah, Darla. So I said there's somebody that's not here. So that's your committee there. Uh, if you've got any questions or concerns, you know, get with them and ask them some questions. or They'll be happy to answer it to you. If they can't find an answer, they ain't got an answer, they'll find one for you somewhere along the line. But uh, uh, while you're standing, thank you committee for your hard work and for the tasks that, that God has given to you and to see that through. You know, we've come to the point, for lack of a better term, it's coming to a head now. It's like a pimple. It's come to a head. We're either going to have to look at it or we're going to pop it one or the other. But thank you for your help there and, and be praying for us as we continue on in this section as we head on down the line. You can go ahead and sit down. Yeah, yeah, contact somebody there because I don't, I don't read legalese and there's a lot of it that's legal terms in there and I look at that and I read that and you know what I say? Looks good to me. <laughs> but there's a lot coming and that'll be dropping in the mail tomorrow. You'll be receiving that throughout the week as this goes on here. But, uh, but that, that, that's your consolidation committee and uh, if you've got any questions or concerns, you know, get with them, ask them. Uh, we... we yeah, there'll be copies of all this stuff starting next week you know, that you can pick up and look as to as well. So, uh, where was I? Randy, where was I? Oh, okay. Good morning. It is a beautiful day that the Lord has blessed us with out there, and it's good to be together here this morning in the house of the Lord. As I said before, we're going to finish up this series on Can You Hear Me Now with part three today. And... Uh, as always, I'm thankful and blessed for the opportunity that God has given me to stand and share His Word for you just a little bit today. I'm thankful for His amazing grace. I'm thankful for the way God answers prayer. And well, one more thing before we go any further. If you have not filled out for the bullet, the, what is that back there? Directory. Directory. Fill that thing out and get your, get your info on there for your numbers and things like that. There's, there's a lot of texts that, 
that gets sent out and things that, that information that I'll be sending out through the week and people send out that you, you need to get that stuff or to be praying. And we, we, we're a praying church. You know, and we want that information. We want those updates. We want to know, you know, to continue praying strong on that behalf or to be praising the Lord because he's answered that thing. Fill that thing out and get your stuff in there. Okay, as always, I'm thankful and blessed for the opportunity that God has given me to share his word a little bit today for you, with you. Thankful for his amazing grace and thankful for each and every one of you. Thankful for your love and your courtesy and the way you follow after the Lord. Thankful for his love and grace, which I need every day of my life. Nurse Renda, where's to rather be than right here, right now? All right. Tony, who's got any better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. All right. Can you hear me now, part three, as we conclude this series? Again, statistics show us that almost everybody prays. Here in America, it's, it's dwindling. You know, if you, you look at the, 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 the surveys from time to time to time, and I know surveys are all dependent upon where you take the surveys if you took surveys in California, you're not going to get the same answers if you took it here in Bristol, Oklahoma. But it says that, that, that prayer is on the decline in America. But uh, not, not so much here in the Bible, Bill. But that's t- sometimes too. But everybody prays at some point in time. When things happen in life, it's quick that we become prayer warriors. Amen? Do you ever wonder if your prayers really reach God's ears? And do you sometimes feel like you got a bad connection? If you've got questions about prayer, then praise God you're not alone. It's like the, the rising guy way back in the day with that commercial that they had on time and time again where we'd ask God, God, can you hear me now? If you've got questions about prayer, you're not alone. Uh, Prayerfully, this sermon series has helped us and will help us to continue to strengthen and enrich and grow our prayer lives. Now, in Ephesians 1, our text for today, verses 15 through 19, Paul gives us three keys to a meaningful and effective prayer life. Now, there's all kinds of keys throughout the Bible as far as prayer goes, but this is just from our text today, that three keys that Paul highlights for us that we're going to look at today. The first key has to do with the people for whom Paul prays, and that's point number one, the people. Point number two, the second key Paul gives us is the purpose of prayer, and that's point number two for today, the purpose. And the third key that Paul gives us concerning prayer is the power of prayer. And that's point number three for today, the power of prayer. There's a story about a pastor who had a pet parrot. I never had a parrot. I always wanted one of them since the days of, of, uh, of Beretta. Some of you will not get that, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Fred the cockatoo. Yeah. I always wanted a parrot, but I, I used to have them little birds, but I never had one. But there was a pastor at one time. He had a parrot. Now, don't be bringing me no parrot for a Christmas present or anything. He had a parrot, and he taught that parrot to, to, to talk a little bit, but they could only say two words. And the only things that that parrot could say was this, let's kiss, let's kiss. Now, he tried to teach him more than that, but he was not a very bright parrot, and he couldn't learn anything more than that. And he learned that one of his deacons also had a parrot. And that parrot could only say, let's pray, let's pray. So the pastor had an idea. I'm going to invite this deacon over, have him bring his bird over there, and, and maybe they can teach each other some different, different words. And when he arrived, they put the parrots in the same cage to see what would happen. And the pastor's parrot spoke up, of course, at first. He said, this, he said let's kiss, let's kiss. And suddenly the deacon's parrot shouts out, Thank you, Lord, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> That's just another example 
that prayer works. Can I get an amen? This world is changing. It's ever-evolving. You've got sports figures and politicians and entertainment folks. They, they come and they go. Fashion, it evolves. And the custom shifts and the, the culture shifts with alarming frequency. But one thing remains certain in this country, though. Americans pray. Especially here in the Bible Belt. Now, with all these prayers going up, and there's got to be millions upon millions of prayers that, that go up throughout the day and every day, perhaps billions of prayers going up on a daily basis. Have you ever wondered how that works? What God says about it and how you, we can know for sure that our prayers are heard. I said it again. I'll say it again. If you've got questions about prayer, you're in the right place. Amen? And you're not alone. The Bible tells us flat out we don't even know how to pray. And nor know, know, know what to pray for or, should, or pray for or how to pray as we should in Romans 8, 26. Even Jesus' closest followers in the first part of this, this uh, series here asked Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray in Luke 1, 11 and 1. And if you've got questions, the Bible's got answers. Last week, we looked and talked about what to do when it feels like God is answering our prayers. Hannah's example taught us to pray persistently. It taught us to pray passionately and to take comfort in the promise of Scripture, especially in the promise that all things work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. But what else? What else, other than helping me out of a bad day, is prayer good for? What should we be praying for? And how should we be praying? In our text today, the, the Apostle Paul helps us to answer some of those questions in his letter to the church in Ephesus. So if you're at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 19, go ahead and stand. We'll read God's word today. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that, Lord, through your word and through your Holy Spirit, Father, you would, Lord, bless this reading of your word today and open up the eyes of our understanding and of our hearts, Lord. And, Lord, impress upon us, Lord, through your spirit and through your will, Lord, your will for our lives. Lord, your people are prayers. Lord, you call us to be prayers, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that we would take that task, by the, that bull by the horns, Lord, and be on our knees and be in prayer with you on a daily basis, Father. Lord, thank you for the importance of this great gift that you've given to us, Lord. You have called us, Father, to audience with you at any point in time. Lord, I pray you bless your people today. I pray, Father, for your blessing upon our city, upon our state, upon our country, Lord. I pray, Father, that your spirit would be poured out among your people, Father, and, and Lord, that, Lord, your hand would move for this nation. Lord, bless us and bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
In Ephesians 1, from our text that we read today, Paul gives us uh, some keys to a meaningful and effective prayer life. And again, the first key that we're going to look at today has to do with the people for whom Paul is praying to. And that's point number one, the people. The first thing I want to draw our attention to this morning is that in Ephesians 1 is this simple fact. Paul prayed for people other than himself. Here's what Paul said. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in all of my prayers. In verse 15. When I started preparing for this message, and I came across that verse, I was a little more than just a little bit convicted. I want you to know that I don't say anything up here that God hadn't dealt with me on as well. I was a little bit convicted by this verse here. I don't know about you. I don't know about your prayer life. But I know this. It's awful easy for most of my prayers to be all about this guy. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, give me. Lord, why me? We have a tendency to think about ourselves and our own problems far more than we do about other people. But Paul wasn't like that. When Paul wrote this letter, get this now, when Paul writes this letter, he was sitting in a Roman prison. His circumstances were extremely difficult. He had no money. He had no freedom and was facing the possibility, the very real possibility of execution. But Paul is still thinking and praying for, uh, about and for other people. Like I said last week, as long as we're still breathing air, we will have good days and we will have bad days. And those bad days can be really bad days, amen? But those good days are really good days too, amen? We may lose your keys in the morning. You may forget all about that one o'clock meeting that you're supposed to be at. You might get caught speeding on your way home from church today. But we mustn't get so caught up in our own trials. We mustn't get so caught up in our own troubles that we forget to pray for other people. There will always be other folks who need our prayers. There will always be other folks that need our prayers. We, we got to be a little bit more like an eight-year-old. Her name was Diane who prayed this. She said, Dear God, I am saying my prayers today for me and for my little brother Billy. Because Billy is only six months old and he can't do anything but sleep and, and wet his diaper. Let us resolve to be more like that. Life will surely throw some pleasant, unpleasant situations toward us. But let's resolve to be in prayer for other people. Even in the midst of our own problems. Because prayer has an amazing power. It has a stupendous power because prayer has the power to shift our focus from woe is me to greater is he. The second key that we want to look at today that Paul gives us in this verses in Ephesians is he gives us the purpose of prayer. And that's point number two, the purpose of prayer. As Paul goes on, he underscores two purposes of prayer here in the text that we read today. The first one is mentioned in the verse that we already looked at in verse 15. He says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. 
Even in the terrible circumstances that Paul was going through, even in the things that he was enduring, Paul was giving thanks. He reminds me of a little girl who had been acting up during dinner one night, and her parents told her to pick your plate up. You're going over there to the corner of the kitchen over there. You're going to eat over there by yourself, away from the rest of the family. Now, they didn't pay her much attention after that. They didn't, didn't think a whole lot about her until they heard her praying as she was blessing her meal over there by herself. And she said this, I thank thee, Lord, for preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies. There's a great truth in that. It highlights the truth that one of the main purposes of prayer is expressing our thankfulness toward God. Even in unpleasant circumstances. Because it changes woe is me to greater is he. Now how many of you getting older out there? Amen. There's, we, everybody ought to be raised. They're all getting older. I mean getting really older. How many of you gripe about that? Huh? It hurts when you get up in the morning. It's getting old. It ain't, it ain't for the week. You do realize there's a lot of people that didn't have that blessing of growing old, amen? How many people can you think of in your life that went way, way too soon? Growing older is a blessing. And it hurts. And it's bad because you can't do the stuff you used to do, but it is a great blessing. Because hopefully we get wiser and we get more thankful as we get old. It changes our focus from woe is me to greater is he. We occasionally sing that song, Count Your Blessings, but has anybody actually ever done that? Huh? How often do we actually do that? How often do we actually count our blessings? Now, I don't have a running tally of all the things that I'm thankful for, but it's a lot. We know when I stop and think about it, it's a lot. But I've never let a day go by where I don't thank God. For my wife. She puts up with a lot with me. Can I get an amen? Not from you though. Everybody else. She puts up with a lot for me. There's never a day goes by that I don't thank God for the privilege of being a father to my children. There's never a day goes by that I don't thank God that I've got three granddaughters. Never a day goes by that I don't thank God for his blessings in my life. I'm so thankful for them and so many other people that have blessed my life that God has placed there in his great plan. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I'm thankful for Wren. His little prayers are quite the blessing, aren't they? I, 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 was, I was tickled to death that he had a running prayer for a long time there. When they asked who wants to pray, he shot his hand up. He said, God, thank you for our food. That's the kind of prayer I'll say an amen to every time. Amen? I'm thankful for those little things. And don't miss those. Those are tremendous blessings. The next time we bow our heads, make sure to count our blessings. Thank God for all the people that he's put in our lives. Thank God for the food that you're sitting down there to eat. The second purpose of prayer that Paul underscores in the next verse is this. In verse 16, he said, I keep asking. I keep asking that, that God, the Lord of, of our, uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. 
Now this goes right back to what Jesus taught his disciples to say. That we've been a running thing throughout this three-part series here. He told his disciples, number one, keep asking. Number two, keep seeking. And number three, keep knocking. And God would give them the Holy Spirit. Sometimes our prayers aren't for that though, are they? We're for an answer, God, and we need it as quickly as possible. Paul says here that the Holy Spirit is sometimes our answer. Regardless of whether we're praying for someone else, regardless of whether we're praying for ourselves, the primary purpose, the core directive of prayer is to know God better and to be filled with His Spirit. As we do, as we know God better, and as we are filled with His Spirit, we experience His presence, we experience His peace, His power, His grace, and so much more. As I've said before, when our heart's desire is no longer for the things of God, or the favor of God, but of God Himself, we cross a threshold. And a wondrous new world is opened up to us. So, when we pray, whether for ourselves or whether for others, it's good to pray for healing. Or it's good to pray that God might change our circumstances. But it's even more important that we pray for God's Spirit and that we might know Him better through life's ups and through life's downs. The third point that we're going to look at today, point number three that Paul gives us concerning prayer, is the power of prayer. And that's point number three, the power. I've tried to stress this fact over the past three weeks that prayer is not about getting things from God. Rather, it's about getting God himself. But don't be mistaken. Don't be mistaken. God does hear our prayers. God has the power to answer those prayers in ways that are miraculous. God has ways to do that. Paul wanted the Ephesians to trust in God's mighty power too, which is why he says this in verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in Him. This is the same mighty power, get this, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms in verse 19. God is powerful. And God answers prayers. In the summer of 1876, grasshoppers nearly destroyed the crops in Minnesota. In the spring of 1877, the farmers were so worried that this was going to happen again, they were afraid that this dreadful plague would once again visit them and, and, and destroy the rich wheat crop that they grew there, bringing ruin to thousands of farmers. The situation got so serious and they were so panicked and worried about it that the governor, John S. Pillsbury, you may have heard about him, I love his biscuits. John S. Pillsbury proclaimed on April 26, this is going to be a day of prayer. This is going to be a day of fasting. And he urged every man, every woman, every child to ask God to prevent the terrible scourge on that, and on that April day when it arrived. When that day arrived, all schools were shut down. All shops were closed down. All offices were closed. There was a reverent, quiet hush that fell over the whole state. But the next day dawned, and the bright sun began to shine, 
and it was clear, and the temperature soared to what was an, an extraordinarily hot day there in the, that, that, that would normally be a midsummer temperature, and it was very unusual for this time of April. The Minnesotans were dev devastated as they discovered that billions of grasshopper larvae wiggled to life. For three days, for three days, the, the unusual heat persisted. It just got warm and stayed warm. The larvae hatched, and they knew it wouldn't be long before these, Harvey, these larvae de developed into grasshoppers and started feeding and destroyed the wheat crop again. But on the fourth day, however, the temperature dropped, the, the night came, and frost covered the entire state. The result? It killed every one of those creeping, crawling pests just as surely as poison or a fire had been used to take them out. It went down in history of the state of Minnesota as the day that God answered the prayers of his people. That's an awesome story, isn't it? Boy, that just gets your blood a-pumping a little bit. But understand this. This is not the first time and it's certainly not going to be the last time that Almighty God answered the prayers of His people. He's done it time and time and time again. Let's bring this in a little bit tighter. I do not recommend this to everybody. I've got this captured on here where I can get to it quickly, as I can anyway, which is not very fast. Oh, here we go. Let's bring this in a little bit tighter. Shane and Karen's home on May the 6th and May, May the 5th and May the 6th. This is the prayer request that went out. Good morning. We have a very specific and urgent prayer request for today. Shane and Karen Busby are needing the movement of the God of all things. The water is rising very quickly. And let us petition our God to spare their home from flooding. They are currently cut off from anyone entering or exiting their property. The people of God went to praying. Let's see what happened on May 6th. Update. Shane and Karen's home is still dry. In fact, the water level has dropped a foot overnight. Do not miss this. The weather report was that the Deep Fork Creek was not supposed to crest until Sunday or Monday, yet it dropped a foot overnight. Praise God. That is not the first time. And it is certainly not going to be the last time that Almighty God answered the prayers of His people. He's done it time and time and time again. We serve a God of unimaginable power. You think of your mind and how far it can go. It's not that. It's not, God's farther than that. You look at those telescopes and you see those pictures that they're sending back. Those are awesome, aren't they? A black hole? You see the Saturn and all that taking place out there? God is farther than that. His power is unimaginable. His might and His majesty are, are unimaginable. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing that He cannot do. In fact, the Bible says this in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to Him who is able. Now to Him who is able to do immediately more than all we ask or imagined according to His power that is at work in us, in us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Again, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Let me wrap this up. There was a few years back, uh, the Indonesian president, 
His name was Susilo Bam Bang Yoda Hona Hona. Why do I do this to myself? I could have just said the Indonesian president from a few years back, but his name was Cecilio Bam Bang Yoda Hona Ona. He had a great idea. He had a wonderful idea. He was eager to get in touch with the people of his country, so he gave out his personal cell phone number during a speech and urged the Indonesian people to contact him directly with any complaints about the government's administration. And the Indonesian people took him at his word. Over the next four days, his phone line crashed repeatedly as his constituents had sent over 15,000 text messages and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of phone calls. It wasn't that he didn't want to answer their questions. It wasn't that he didn't want to be in touch with his people. It was simply this. He couldn't. He didn't have the capability, he didn't have the power. Every day, millions and millions, maybe billions and billions of people look heavenward as if to say, can you hear me now? And the answer is a resounding yes. I don't know what your prayer life is like. I know mine's lacking. I want to know God in a, in a new and fresh way every day. But to do that, I've got to invest in that relationship. The only way to build a relationship, and there is no other way, is time spent together. I don't know what your prayer life has been like lately. I don't know what you're going through. But there again, I do know that everybody is going through something. And if you're not going through something, then hang on. Because something's coming. God has given us the power to connect. He has given us the power to have audience with the Almighty at any point, at any time, throughout the day or night. His network will never crash. He offers us unlimited, anytime, anywhere minutes, and there's no roaming charges. And if we will keep on seeking Him in prayer, we will find more and more and more than just the answers we're looking for. We'll find God Himself. If you'd like someone to pray with you, if you'd like someone to pray for you, then grab somebody's hand beside you there. If you're afraid to come up here to the front, man, grab somebody's hand. We are praying folk here. We ain't afraid to lift up you, your needs to God. Then grab somebody's hand and pray there. But if you want to come to the altar today, if you want to someone to pray for you, if you want someone to pray with you, come on up here. There'll be somebody up here that will join you in prayer, pray for you, pray with you. Grab somebody's hand. Come on up here. God is listening. God is willing. And he is more than able to answer our prayer request.